Meanwhile, at Manage Comics, coming to you from a secret underground lair, these dedicated heroes discuss the business of comics, industry news, hobby store retail issues, and the latest developments from Manage Comics. They are promoters of comics, champions of small business, and four-color heroes. They are the Manage Comics team. Welcome, 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 everyone. This is episode 16.5, What's New for Meanwhile at Manage Comics. So this week is going to be a point week, and we're going to do these more often. I think during the summer months, we'll probably do a live kind of video style one every other week. And in between those, we'll do these uh, 0.5 episodes. So let's uh, get right into it. We're going to start out with some managed comics updates. We are currently doing some really cool stuff that will be released this weekend. We're starting out with better error display. So when an order has errors with products, we'll notify you of those errors and we're going to display which products are erroring. So you'll start to see that uh, next week sometime in your managed comics displays. We're also just finishing up international pricing data. So we were building our rate tables, which are calculated. So if you have a $2.99 product and you want the Canadian equivalent to be $3.99, you, you'll be able to set that in a rate table. And things outside of the rate table will actually use your exchange rate. So we'll still have exchange rates. We'll have that up and running this weekend. And then on the customer side, which is still under development, we're going to be displaying proper currency signs. So dollars versus pounds versus euros. And we'll display those products with the exchange rate and the pricing table wherever it's applicable. And next week's episode of Meanwhile is going to be dedicated entirely to what we've done with international pricing. So look forward to that. In other things, we're working on new series code designations. So what we've noticed is some of the distributors, and we won't name names, they're reusing other series codes for current series codes. So we need to get away from that. The actual UPC code has series code indicators built into it. So we're going to start using that going forward. This also means that we'll have one-shot designations, which will group all the covers of a one-shot together for the first time ever on Managed Comics. And that should start next week. You'll start to see it. We're going to update the code this weekend. We'll take a quick look at it, and then we'll probably have to do some hand massaging of it after that. Other than that, let's talk about some things that are going on in the industry. We're obviously on the opening weekend of Across the Spider-Verse. Everything I've heard about it so far is that it's the best Marvel movie yet, the best Spider-Man movie, and I'm really excited to go, go see it this weekend. We saw um, the original one in the theaters, and, and it was so good. So this one I'm, I'm super looking forward to. There was also some announcements this weekend about the Dead Boy Detectives Omnibus, and they're tying it into the announcements around the Netflix show. Uh, that's actually in the June catalog. So you'll see a link, and, and a link to a lot of these stories are going to be in the show notes below. So take a look at those. There was a bunch of other weird announced major releases this week, and those included Micronauts Omnibus from Marvel Comics, which is not available for ordering yet. The ROM Omnibus from Marvel Comics, not available 
available for ordering yet. New artist editions from IDW, including David Masicelli's Batman Year One artist edition and a Neil Adams DC Classics artist edition with five complete stories from the late 60s to early 70s, including Hard Traveling Heroes and Batman 232, the first appearance of Ra's al Ghul. And then a Peter Parker, the Spectacular Spider-Man, Chip Zdarsky Spider-Man stories, which will include Peter Parker, the Spectacular Spider-Man 2017 1-6, 297-310, Annual number one, Spider-Man Life Story 1 to 6, Spider-Man Life Story Annual number one, Spider-Man Spider's Shadow 1 to 5, and material from Free Comic Book Day 2017 Secret Empire. Those are all great. Wonderful to hear that they're coming out. Catalog just came out last week. None of these items are in that catalog, so we're already promoting things that are in next month's catalog. It's one week into the catalog cycle. So one of the things that we're working with the publishers directly is to be able to at least get something in our system so that when somebody comes into your store and requests this, um, we have some data. Right now we have no data for this because these products don't exist. We don't have the UPC code and we don't have like a title, a firm title. Until we have those things, we can't create a product. The way Managed Comic works right now is we require a distributor code of some sort in order to generate a product. And when we don't have those things, it makes it really, really hard to generate something. But we've got some really great conversations going on with publishers and distributors right now. And I've never been more uh, kind of excited about the way things are moving. Speaking of moving along, let's talk about an article that was in Sketch this month. Uh, that's David Harper's online magazine. It's sktchd.com. I really recommend you check it out because there's a lot of really, really good, thoughtful pieces on comics in general. And and we are subscribers to this this site because I think it's got really, really good content. And he wrote a uh, article called The More Things Change, which was kind of a thoughtful piece on reader habits and what's happening with readers. And, and he looked at it not from a store sh- standpoint, but actually by interviewing individual readers. There were a couple of really fascinating things. You know, there's the usual space has caused people to move to the trades. There was a lot of comments about digital and kind of the retreat from digital. The comiXology updates that happened last year really lost a ton of digital subscribers. So people that used to use comiXology are like, I don't trust this system anymore. It's destroyed the ability to discover new things. Um, People realize that they don't own the digital files. They're merely renting them. And a digital file can just disappear from you. So a lot of that has caused a big retreat from the digital side of the fence. And there's a really interesting quote from a gentleman named Dennis Hoffman, who's a reader from Miami. And he said, over the last six months, I've noticed a shift in my buying habits. In the old days, I had been a total Wednesday warrior buying everything in print, and then I changed to mostly buying all my books digitally to conserve space. But in the last six months, I've basically stopped buying digital comics altogether, dropped my Marvel pull to five or six titles, and gone heavy on DC and creator-owned titles across various publishers. When asked why such a massive shift, Comixology's disastrous update has turned him away from the digital, and poor paper stock is pushing him away from Marvel titles. He said, I'd much much rather pay $8 for an issue of Matt Kent's Spy Superb, which has beautiful production, than $5 for a random issue of Avengers on cheap paper that's almost see-through. So you can read the full article on 
sketch.com slash long form slash the dash more dash things dash change. And I'll include a link in uh, the description below. But yeah, it was really interesting and kind of mirrors some of my own experience with single issues. I'd moved to trades quite a while ago because I just kind of ran out of space and I would buy, you know, the occasional single issue, but it was pretty rare. If I needed to read something that was super hot, that was really interesting, I would try and find it from my LCS, but nine times out of 10, they were sold out. So I just grab a copy on digital because it was so easy to do. And then when the trade came around, I'd, you know, pick up the whole story. But I recently got back into buying single issues because my local comic shop uses managed comics now. And so it's so easy for me just to pop down, you know, and pick up my, my weekly haul. One thing I've noticed though, is that some publishers have FOCs that end before I've even picked up the most recent issue. And some of them have FOCs that end for multiple issues before I've even had a chance to see the first issue. So a couple examples are ambassadors. By the time I found a copy of the first issue and I'd heard really, really great things about it, the the FOC was closed on the fourth issue because it was a bi-weekly series and it had a fairly aggressive FOC closing. Same thing happened with Local Hero. That was one that I didn't find for like two months. And by the time I found it, I think four is the first issue that I can actually get. So I've been kind of scrounging stores. And what's happening more and more is that stores will order fairly heavy on a number one issue, but then light or just subs for two and beyond. A great British bump off was another example. By the time I found a copy of number one, they were on the third issue's FOC. So it, yeah, it's, it's frustrating as a reader as well. I bought Batman Brave and the Bold and I would not have picked that up off the shelf, but everyone was raving over the Tom King story and it's an expensive book. I think I paid 12 bucks Canadian for it. And I picked it up on the Saturday because my son had a haircut where my LCS is, LA Moods, Comics and Games in London, Ontario, by the way, shout it. And by Sunday, I went to the website, put a subscription down, and the FOC was on Sunday. So if I would have read that on Monday, I would have had no chance to get number two. I'm hopeful that my FOC got in on time and that they were able to catch it and then I'll get issue number two, but I can't guarantee it. So, you know, the actual industry has changed a lot as well. So customers buying habits definitely are changing, but at the same time, discovery is getting harder because there's a tighter supply of issues. And I mean, stores have got to protect their own margins, right? And I always tell people every single copy left on the stands is basically two copies you have to sell just to break even. And it's probably closer to three, if we're really honest, if we factor in shipping and everything like that. I get it. I get why discovery is harder because it's a way bigger gamble for you as a retailer to make. But at the same time, it's making it harder for us as readers to get into a new series because by the time we pick up issue number one, the third or fourth issue may be on FOC. So yeah, I, I don't really have a solution for it. I mean, part of it needs to go back to the publishers understanding that they've got to widen those FOCs again. They used to be four weeks or three weeks, and now they're two or one week, uh, you know, after the issue comes on sale. Sometimes they're before the issue even comes out. And to me, that seems counterintuitive to the way that the FOC system was supposed to work. Well, that's, that's my rant for the week. Yeah. I, I think there's, like I said, there's so many great comics and the industry itself is so interesting right now. I've never been more interested in the actual business side of the industry 
than I am right now. Uh, and part of that is because of some of the great conversations I'm having with retailers and publishers and distributors. And some of it is just because like the stuff that's coming out has never been as good as it is right now. So I think that's really exciting too. The medium is so cool and, and so interesting and so unique compared to anything else that's on the market. Uh, and, and I love that. That's going to do it for this week. I know this is a short episode, but these 0.5 episodes are probably going to be under 20 minutes. And I have finalized my Chicago road trip that was supposed to happen back in, I think it was April. It was originally supposed to happen, but unfortunately I, I couldn't due to a personal situation that arose at the last minute, but I have firmed it up and I will be in Chicago uh, June 17th to 21st. And I'm going to try and visit shops in like Northern Michigan uh, and that kind of area, uh, maybe a little bit of Indiana, especially on my way back. So I'll be heading back on the 21st, which is a Wednesday. And my plan is to kind of hit a few shops on the way out of Chicago. Uh, on the way in, I'm going to be in a bit of a rush on the Saturday because I'm trying to get to Chicago to see a wrestling show at the United Center for AEW Collision, the return of CM Punk. Very exciting. So my buddies, uh, Dal and Patrick have, have secured me a ticket to that. And I'm really, really excited to go see that. So if you're in the Chicago area, I'd love to, to drop by your shop. Like I said, I'll be there like all day Sunday, Monday, and Tuesday. And so I can definitely visit a number of shops in that time. And, I, and I'd love to see uh, as many shops as I can. That's going to do it for this week. In the meantime, and in between times, keep selling those comics. Mm -hmm.